never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a Coming at you once again, I believe this is podcast number 62 for the Big C and Bigger T podcast coming at you on the YouTubes, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Samsung, on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, on wherever else you want to get your podcast. Amazon, by gollish. We're there. Go get us there. That's where we're at. You can We're listen. like Santa Claus. We're everywhere. We're everywhere, man. I did just I've get been everywhere, man. Anyway, I'm your boy, Bigger T. As always, to make this magic happen, I am joined by the man, Big C, Clint Clark. How it, are you, buddy? I'm not good right now. I just got a notification. Uh-oh. So I got, I have Hulu. And then after Hulu, I got um, ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. And then after, so then I'm like, might as well get Disney Plus. It's gonna cost me like, yeah, it's a bundle, the bundle, yeah, the bundle. So, but it's like it automatically updated. So I I get billed all three separately. I just got a notification that Disney Plus hit me for a penny. What? Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna financially recover from this. Yeah. Well, I'm like. Why are y'all even charging me? I think it's gonna cost Disney more to take a penny out of my account. It does, yeah, yeah. Then the penny cost me. Yep. So yeah, no, that's um, but I'm good, man. I'm good now. Now, last week I, I would have swore, and we've been best friends since sixth grade, Mrs. Clark's class. Mrs. Clark. Mrs. Clark. Very virgin, I'm always that. I was always that kid that was nice to the new kid. I was always that guy. Yeah, yeah. Me and you just stuck. I mean, it's like you were, you've been stuck with me for 35 plus years. However long it's been. Yeah. Well, my son, his birthday was today. He just turned 11. So, literally, since we were his age, me and you have been best friends. The, the best people have been born in May. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my wife was born in May. See? My stepson, um, he was born in May. So, I mean, Three out of four is not bad. That's right. <laughs> man, I love that kid to death. He had, dude, he had a bunch of, uh, he had a bunch of, we let him have a sleepover. He's a good kid. So he's got one friend that's a little bit bigger than the rest of them, which I'm not here fat shaming anybody, obviously. Um, I'm me and you are you. Uh, if I, I, we could just sit here and fat shame each other all, all episode long. Yeah. But he comes out without a shirt on, just wearing shorts. He goes, it's hot outside. I go, I can see that. <laughs> you know, like, like, I can see. Yeah. Now, you also had a birthday. You turned the four-six. Saturday was 46. Now, you know, you're the first one of us to turn 46. You're, I, I've got it like a little bit over a month. Of our little friend group, yeah. Yeah, I think. 
Roberts is the 21st of June, mine's the 27th of June, and the West Row, the little guy, is not till September. September 1st. So you've got your toes in the water. How does it feel? How does – Well, you know, Clint, it's um, it's good. I've been kind of sickly ever since my birthday, to be honest with you. Oh, no. It felt good. Been uh, some kind of a stomach issue going on. I don't know what's happening there. But yeah. other than that, it's been good, man. Uh, you know. Birthdays aren't what they uh, no used to be, you know. Uh, I did. A guy from my church showed up on Saturday with some uh, tamales Ooh. from Lake Village. He went back down there to catch some more fish with his family and uh, stopped by and got me some tamales. So I got to have some of those, which was excellent. Um uh, the only thing would have been better would have been sitting there with Miss Rhoda while I ate them, but that's yeah. all right. But uh, anyway, so that was nice of him. And then another family, another lady from my church, I'd said something kind of joking around in my uh, sermon that Sunday, that Sunday morning after we got back, you know, about, you know, like I said on here about fat man crying in front of the tamale shack or whatever. And so this other lady in my church, she had a neighbor that's a, um, from Mexico that makes tamales as a, to raise extra money sometimes. And so she got me some tamales there. So, man, I'm, I'm tamale rich, baby. Man, it <laughs> so, worked out good for you. You know, what was funny is you told me you got that on true South. So I started watching true South. Oh, I just was like, I was like bored one night. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch true South. So I started watching it and I was watching the one on Beaumont, Texas. And this, I'm not going too deep on this, but now my boss, he used to be the manager at our store in Beaumont. Now he's he's in Arkansas. Um, so I've texted him. Like, dude, I said, dude, I'm watching True South. Is the barbecue in Beaumont really that good? You just got to let me know. Is it really? He's like, yes, it is really that good. Because really? they have, like, this boudin, like, like leaf that yeah. they basically tear the hole out and, like, the, the, the innards fall out, and they put it on white bread, and they eat it as a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And it, it looks like it looks like you're gonna have digestive issues for but, at least it looks like it's gonna be worth it. Four days. Yeah, it's like yeah, this is gonna put me out of commission, but it's gonna be delicious. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I don't know if I could do it because I will be down there and I will be traveling. And I don't I don't, you know, that's the last thing I want on my trip home is explosive diarrhea. Well I don't know. It may be worth it. It might be. Who knows? My my family may hate me, but it'll be all right. They'll they'll get over it. They'll get over it. Well, Clint, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, we were talking about, you know, I had my birthday and you were, you know, you had your birthday party with your stepson. Right. You remember, do you remember, did you ever have any epic birthday parties that you remember? Man, no, not really. I mean, you know, as I got older, just me being a high personality like I am, and I don't know if you know this, I like to be the center of attention. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. Did you know that? Shocks. <laughs> color, color me shocked. Um, yeah, I like to be the center of attention. <laughs> yeah. It's the big one, Elizabeth. Yeah. So yeah, I like to be the center of attention. I've got a high personality. I like, because somebody asked me, they go, because, you know, I had that last wrestling match that me, you, and baseball ball all watched we did on the podcast. Mm. And one of the guys like, man, why, why don't, 
why are you being, why are you done? Why? Because, you know, you can do that. You, 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 can, you know how much your son's going to love knowing that his dad is one of the wrestlers? I said, dude, I have a hard time going in just being a guy. Yeah. I go in, I try to, I try to take over. Yeah. Try to make it all about me. Yeah. And, and it's a personality flaw of mine. It, it works to my detriment and it works to my favor sometimes. So I can't just go be a guy. So I throw myself a birthday party every year called Clint Fest. Now, Travis, you go, go ahead and tell them who I stole that from. Cause stole that from the great Pat Lynch. The Pat Lynch on the buzz. I was, on, I was on his show a couple times. Oh, yeah. He used to call in as a. I used to call in as Refugee Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I and I tried to do a fake accent, which was just terrible. I mean, everyone knew it was me. I don't know why I do a fake accent. And he but, would do the he would do the whole parade thing, and he would like he was announcing a parade, and he would announce all the different floats in the parade, and have different people, and even have some of his, you know, he was a political guy that they just happened to put on the buzz, you know, and he had to talk of some sports every now and then. But he was more of a political guy, and it was funny because he would you know, he would, he would bring his, in that parade, he would talk about some of the other politicians in Arkansas that he disagreed with a lot and he would kind of make fun of them in the parade. So that was always a funny thing. Yeah. They always teased him about being liberal scum. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> They'd always tease. He, he, would, he would joke, call himself liberal scum. Yeah. Uh, but he had an inner, I mean, he just, he's an inner, he was an entertaining guy and this is new bad man. We weren't planning on talking about this, but he, he was just out of place on there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you got the sports show. You got, you had like the sports morning show with Basil. Then you had Pat Lynch and then you had Jim Rohn come on right afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. I think just Pat had been on, you know, it was just such a, been on the radio so long. They couldn't really just get rid of him when they took over the station. So they just said, Hey, we'll keep you on the radio. Just see what happens. Yeah. He did good. Yeah. He showed, I thought the show was entertaining. Yeah, no. He, anyway, but, so go back to the. Oh, yeah. Clint Fest. So they start off, I would just get all my friends together and say, hey, we're going to Clint Fest. going to be epic. And we would just go like to El Mexicano, which yeah. is one of my favorite. It was one of our favorite Mexican restaurants. It was the in like. Hole in the wall Mexican place. And hole in the wall Mexican place. It was by far my favorite. That's why I was introduced to Tapatio hot sauce by you. Yeah, I love Tapatio hot sauce. Clint would um, sit down to order and he would say, I need some of the hot sauce with the guy with the hat. Yeah, the sombrero. He didn't know the name of it. <laughs> well, I, I was like, well, how do you say it? Tapatio. See, I'd say it Tapicio or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I, I don't know how to say it. And there you go. But yeah, I, I, I remember that was the at Clint Fest. That was the first one I ever felt old at. Because it's my 30th birthday. And being 30 in, in itself did not make me feel old. Yeah. But the fact all my friends were there with their kids, that made me feel old. And there was, I think for my 18th birthday, my mom and dad threw my mom threw me a surprise, a surprise birthday party at Willie Hollis State Park. Mm. And they were just surprised they pulled it off. But I mean, me just because for as observant as I am, I can be unobservant sometimes. I read people very well, but sometimes I just I've got my head, especially back then, especially 18, as selfish as I was. Um, but I remember walking out and go, hey. There's my papa. What's he doing out at Willie Hollow? And I saw somebody else in there. I'm like, oh, this is a surprise party. Yeah. It, was, it, it, it ended up being a good one, but it was, you know, but that was it. Now, how about yourself? I, I know we had a memorable 
birthday. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, for mine, uh, my mom was big on throwing me parties when I was a kid. And of course, when I was a kid, before I moved to Greenbrier, living in Clinton, we'd go down to Gross Ferry Lake and just, you know, we'd go to the playground there and, and, uh, they, you know, you get a couple of picnic tables and throw a little party or whatever. We do that a lot. But, um, my 16th birthday, I don't know if you remember, my mom threw me a, a big shindig at the house and, uh, I'll never forget Sean Hill. Remember Sean? I do remember Sean Hill. He he brought a big stereo system over and DJed for it. And we turned that upstairs living room into like a dance floor. Yeah, we had the strobe light going on. The strobe light and and like a colored light I had that I brought from my church, I think. And anyway, we had a bunch of stuff, some black lights going too. Anyway, that was fun. But, uh, Probably the most memorable clan is one that you and I shared together. We did. And it was uh, May the 13th, 1995. Man, why you got to tell everybody what the year was? <laughs> because it was in War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock. The Eagles, which pound for pound, you and I agree, one of the greatest rock bands ever. The Eagles. You can't. No, and that's that's a podcast we need to do sometime. Or top ten rock bands. Yes. And because there was Eagles one night I remember meeting you, me and you set up and made literally, literally a list of the top one hundred. Yeah. So, yeah. We yeah. have no. We had no lives. Yeah. Go on. And we love both love the Eagles. Okay. And the Eagles, if you remember, Don Henley had said after they broke up. He was asked, will y'all ever get back together? And he said, when hell freezes over. Well, they come out with an album in 1995 called Hell Freezes Over. And we found out they were coming to Little Rock. And my mom, being the person that she is, she did everything she could to find us tickets. She had to call Ticketmaster in Memphis yeah, to get us tickets, and they wasn't the best of tickets. Okay, they were high into obstructed the stage. Obstructed view, you had like you, you like, or you were looking at the side of the stage. You didn't have a yeah. And, and by the way, I don't know. I can't think of a concert uh, anybody that's came in that's been a hotter ticket since yeah. since them. I really don't. I mean, you've had people come in like Morgan Wallens sold out. Simmons Bank Arena for two nights in a row. The Eagles sold out War Memorial Stadium. Mm. I mean, like they, they did what Garth Brooks did up in Fayetteville. Yeah, and they were they were a comeback band. I mean, they were you know they wasn't like a you know I guess you could compare what Garth Brooks did when he came to Little Rock and sold out a couple of shows in a row. He sold out like three or four in, shows. It was in yeah. Alltail. Yeah. This was seventy thousand people. So you can tell how old we are because you just called it all least. It's changed names three times since then. Yeah, yeah. It's Simmons Bank Arena. Simmons Bank now, yeah. But anyway, uh, and at midnight, they were on like their sixth, uh, what's it called, where they come back out? Encore. Encore, yeah. And they did Desperado which May 14th is my birthday. So I always tell people I turned 
19 they're in desperado yeah, okay, so which really i was born like don henley was serenading you that's right don henley thank you buddy Trump girl and spilled beer in receipts oh yeah that girl spilled beer over on to on you and yeah yeah that was uh anyway that it was, was that was a special night, though, man. That was it was a fun, and it was a good day because we won a three on three tournament that morning. Yeah, yeah. That still as that was one of my funnest. I think we've talked about it on the pod, but that was probably the most fun because I think wasn't that one me, you, Branscom, and Pridmore one. Yeah, yeah. And so that that was a that was a special one. The only thing would have been better instead of and Jared Pridmore is a great guy. Yeah, but it'd been it'd been better if we had if it was us and Wesley. But well, I don't know if we'd want it with West. Yeah, Pridmore was a smidge bit better than Wesley. Primore was a baller. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was. He was. He was a baller. Oh, number thirteen. I love playing street ball with him. But anyway, yeah. but yeah. So that that there goes that that was my birthday. Um, but yeah, forty six. Come on in, Clint. The water's fine. It feels a lot like forty five. So yeah. yeah. Um, now as far as uh, we got we got a couple holy snikes moments this week. A couple of them. Yeah. One of them. One of them is very well known. Clint, you got to be careful when you go to watch a baseball game in Fayetteville. There's critters in them stands, buddy. Dude, I am impressed. I'm impressed. That guy just snatched that raccoon up. If you, if you haven't seen it, which if you haven't seen it, Holy cannoli, how have you not? I don't know how you couldn't. But apparently this guy's out there, starts hearing a commotion, looks down, and there is a full-size, this ain't a baby raccoon, a full-size raccoon is running underneath the bleacher, running on the bleachers. He reaches down, grabs that bad boy by the nap of its neck, holds it up, gets his phone out, filming himself, Everybody else is filming him, <laughs> carries that thing outside, gets to the parking lot. There's a, a security officer by the ends with him, goes to release it. The thing turns around and bites him. So he has to go to the ER to get rabies shot. I didn't know that, but yeah. And misses the rest of the game because of it. Well, we lost that one, so good for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, he gets you know that it goes around everywhere. Marty and McGee talked about it Saturday morning. Uh, it was on Friday night, I believe. So Saturday morning, they were talking about it on their show. Clint, have you ever wrestled a raccoon? I've never wrestled a raccoon. I'm I'm like I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm like freaked out by wild animals. <laughs> like I don't. I'm freaked out by wild animals. I'm freaked out by dead animals. I I can't tell you what it is. But it like freaks me out. Like when we had a dog died, I told him, "If you're gonna get that out, I'm not touching." Yeah, I said that thing will just that thing will live here if if you want me to get it out. Yeah, yeah. like I don't, I don't know. but no, that that was insane, and, and like it went viral, and everybody, even on Saturday down south, like this is the most Arkansas thing ever. That's right. Yeah. It, it really was. I mean, it was well, like, I you mean, how many rednecks in the stands were like, "Boy, what you doing? That's a good pelt." <laughs> Travelers, the Arkansas Travelers, their mascot's a possum. Yeah. Like they, like literally, my son, it's been years ago, but they literally had a bouncy house out there. You you paid extra to go get in. Yeah. And it was a dead raccoon. It was a raccoon turned upside down. And it, it was a bouncy house. 
<laughs> yeah. They're like, you know what? We ain't even. We're redneck around here. We ain't gonna pretend like we're not. That's just yeah. who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Who he is. So it would have been a better story if we would have won the series. And I know we're gonna talk a little bit more about baseball. If we'd won the series and we could have had a rally raccoon. That's right. Yeah. You hear about rally squirrels and all that. What were you? <laughs> I mean, what is it? A, a, a lose two out of three raccoon? I don't. I don't know. It's definitely not. It's yeah. definitely not a rally raccoon. That's right. But boy. Well, then in our other holy snikes, Clint. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the radio the other day, and uh, they were talking about the weightlifting meet. And uh, the Arkansas high school, you know, there's a there's a weightlifting contest every year. Where you know, no, norm, normally it's football players from different schools get together and compete. I think they just do bench press and power clean. They may do some other lifts too. I'm not for sure. Right. Yeah. But um, uh, Carlisle, which our buddy Wesley Rowland, uh, he he's an elementary principal there, but they won their division. But then there was a kid from down here in Camden Harmony Grove, which is yeah, actually impressive. Which is me. actually the school that I work for, uh, even though I work at a different campus. His name's Dustin Hill. Clint Dustin weighs 176 pounds. Okay, 176. Decent sized linebacker, you know, something for 2A, 3A football, right? Clinton, he bench pressed 390. That's impressive. 390. That is, that is insane. I, I mean, I never was really strong in the weight room. Like, I I think the most I ever got up was like 275, and that was college football in killer shape, 275. It wasn't my body weight. But to do over double your body weight, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's 176 pounds. Hey, and I talked to one of his teammates. He said his teammates said he can get over four. Yeah. But he said, but apparently they didn't, uh, you know, they, you gotta have, it's gotta be a regulation lift at that deal. So if there's something wrong with the lift, if you, if, if, if your timing's not just right, if you don't hold it on your chest long enough or, or you don't lock your arms out just and enough. your butt can't come off the thing. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's lots of different rules that would have kept him. So I'm sure when he's in his own locker room, he would tell you his max is over 400. Oh, I'm sure. Now, can I tell you my favorite weightlifting story? Sure. So the year was 1993. 93. 1993. Greenbrier basketball was in the state finals. Mm-hmm. And we were a part of a group called the Superfans. We wore bright orange hats, and, and we got kicked out of a couple of events. Well, and, one. Well, yeah, we'd never really done anything wrong. We wore white shirts that had a prohibited sign on it, and Mr. Jones wasn't a huge fan of us. Or principal, yeah. Or principal, yeah. He was, it started out we went to volleyball games because – uh, just a bunch of us football players got together and we were like, you know, no one goes to these volleyball games. And I had a crush on a couple of volleyball players. Let's just, oh, be yeah. Honest. Yeah. So, and uh, so we like, we were like, Hey, let's go. And let's just, let's just cheer. And we got there and we just started cheering. And like, it, I guess it just caught fire. Cause we were like, 
obnoxiously cheering, but we followed all the rules. Yeah. And they loved us. The parents loved us because it brought some excitement to the games. And our volleyball team was pretty good. They wasn't bad. No. Anyway, go ahead. But anyway, so we, so we'd go we'd go to these things, and so we'd also they were doing it was I think it was the first time they'd ever done the state weightlifting meet. Mm-hmm. And now we had a strong team. All of our little guys, because because we had a bunch of little guys like Ronnie Cross. Ronnie was had graduated. He was a senior, so he wasn't lifting. But like his brother Scotty, David McBay, Jeremy Roberts. Robert Branscom was going to be the heavyweight that lifted for us. Um, now, me and you were discussing that you said you think you're just your – because I always – like my bench was trash, but I enjoyed power clean. To Even now when I'm working out again, I, I my power clean is is on point, and I'm old. And so – but my bench was just terrible. So, Robert was the obvious choice to go represent us as the heavyweight. Mm. He just was. But we were also playing for the state title. And so we had – we decided, hey, we're going to do this Ford roll. I mean, we're going to do this pyramid. And then we had this little cheer like Economo, Economo. I can't remember the cheer. I remember the whole thing. Then I'll stop what we're doing, do the cheer. Economo, Nemo, Nemo, Economo, Nemo, Raw, 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 Shishkin Bob, Green Bar Panthers, Raw, Raw, Raw. I'm happy you could remember. I probably could have got it. Yeah. But it's like I'd been second guessing myself the entire time. But yeah. So, yeah. So I was a super fan. I believe you were a super fan. Oh, yeah. And uh, Robert was a super fan. So, Robert, we're practicing our pyramid. Robert comes out, does a forward roll, and hurts his shoulder and takes himself out. I mean, like, literally, he couldn't do the pyramid. We had to get another guy to throw on Robert's shirt and be the, one of the bases on the pyramid. Because I think me, you, I think Sean Walter ended up being the guy that put his shirt on. Yeah. And we ended up being the pyramid. And then Stephen Vellick climbed on top of him and we did the Economo. Yeah. But, and so I never, I never, it never hit me and it never hit Robert that basically him doing a Ford roll yeah. cost him a state title. That's right. <laughs> the first ever state title in Wayland. Like they, I guess me and you were so bad, they were like, Y'all don't even go as a backup. I, I just my, my power clean form was trash. Okay, I, yeah. My my power clean was. So you'd roll it up your belly. Well, my form in general. Yeah. Like my, my squat form. You know, my freshman year of college, Clint, I decided I started learning how important technique was in form and weightlifting, yeah. and I had massive gains in weightlifting. Like I'm telling you. I went in and did squats and working out. My first workout, I did 135, 12 times. And I said, I'm just going to go down until I start losing my form, meaning I'm not going to bend my back. I'm not going to do – because mine was horrible. If you remember, man, I like I had it roll off my head before. Like I was bent over so bad with it, you know, in high school. And so <clears throat> I got under it and I did those 12 – and I just and I just kept doing that every other day. I did legs. And I was I was dedicated to it. By the end of that school year, I was working out on my last my last set with ten reps at five hundred pounds on squat. I went up that. I always had the muscle there. I just never had the the form to do it right. Yeah. And so you know, form kids out there 
your form is important. Technique is important. Really? And uh, I learned bench form. Bench, the most I ever got to was like 325 on bench when I yeah. was working out heavy. But um, I couldn't get past 300 there for a long time. I had a mental block there, but had to shock my system and got out of that. But anyway, but yeah, man, Robert would have had a state championship in weightlifting if he wasn't acting like an idiot like the rest of us. <laughs> Cheer. And we were, we would go to, now here's what happened with the super fans, just to let y'all know. I wasn't there one night. I had to, my mom wouldn't let me go to a volleyball game for some reason. And when I wasn't there that night, the super fans got kicked out of that volleyball game. And so and the parents weren't had that because we weren't doing anything wrong. Well, and it was the first time the principal had seen us, had seen them. Mr. Jones didn't come to the volleyball games on a regular basis. And so he saw what they were doing and just got mad about it because we were, we were obnoxious. We were, and that's, but everybody loved it. Well, he didn't like it, kicked them out. The next day, the boosters had talked to the principal. They called them in to the office he said, okay, y'all can come. Just don't do anything vulgar and don't do anything against the rules. And after that, they were handing us those T-shirts that say Briar. They went and Miss Ange had those shirts made for us. Right, you had Briar Superfans. Briar Superfans and gave us some orange, orange shirt. Our colors were blue and white, but <laughs> we wanted attention on us, so we wore orange, orange shirts. And orange, like hunter caps. I, I don't remember this caps. They gave them to us. Yeah. Yeah, it was Jason Osborne's dad who just passed away. I can't remember Jason Osborne's dad's name. Um, it's brain fart. And I, I just going to call him Mr. Osborne. He was a great man, though. He was a great, great man. man. Um, he had went and talked. He was one of the first ones when talked to Mr. Jones. Yeah, but uh, Mr. And Mr. Jones talked. He first thing he mentioned was the orange hats. He goes, I know, I bought him the hats. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Ange and uh oh um Brian Pearson played tight end for us. Yeah, Brian Pearson's mom. Brian Pearson's uh, mom. Brian Pearson, yeah. Yeah, she she went to them too. Like they all fought for us. And uh and so after that, we went to all the basketball games too. And I'll never forget we went to a regional tournament in Lamar and we we used to always almost get in fights with Atkins that in the stands. We hated Atkins, hated yeah. them, hated their coach, hated their players, hated their fans. Well, and then we were just up there, you know, we would just going crazy. We were like having a student section, like a college student section is what it yeah, was. We, we, but in, we in 2A high school, that was unheard of, right? Yeah. Well, the folks, the booster club from Lamar came to us and said, hey, we want to talk to y'all said, we will pay your gas, we'll buy you dinner at Bonanza and uh, and what and pay your way into the game and everything if you'll come cheer for Lamar tomorrow night. And we wouldn't do it because we're Briar super fans. Yeah. Of course, we were wearing Lamar colors, so it was yeah. kind of, you know, but. Dude, I remember there was one game where, like, we would have lost. It was in the, it was in the fight. It was. It was in the state tournament, 
and the ball sat on the back of the rim and rolled off. And I remember Stephen Bentley going, hey, number 11, you know, if you made that shot, you'd have won the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you had to make that shot. Yeah. Jack has had the dude with the sideburns that we kept calling Luke Perry. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that, that was a good mirror. I didn't mean to get on Superfan. Yeah, I know, but Superfan, that's, that's the story. That was – we had so much – I mean, we had so much fun. I hadn't thought about them days, but I, I'll never forget – Mr. Needs Osborne. Needs to be some green Dave, Dave Osborne. Dave being like, we call Dave, him Dave Osborne. Dave. Dave would, Dave's like, yeah, I bought him the hats. Yeah. They just shut that down. Like, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're out here being enough. And, and no matter what would happen at any event, like we all, we behave. Like somebody threw oh. a Super Bowl down on the court. It got blamed on us. Yeah. Somebody got into it with the ref. They would blame it on us, and it never was us. We never broke any rules. No. We were always on our best. We were just sharing and being obnoxious. Yeah. And, and, and you fans out there, that should be a lesson for you. That's right. That we 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 caused all kinds of havoc, messed with all kinds of people. They had never broke one rule. That's right. Never were vulgar. That's right. And we would, you know, even like we did volleyball, we didn't know the rules to volleyball. So we would ask them like, when can we be loud? When can we not? Like we had to, we had to ask all those, you know. And and the referees would always come to us and say, "You guys are great. Yeah. I wish y'all were at all of our games because <laughs> those volleyball refs, they, you know, obviously got some snoozers." All right, Clint. Um, Razorback baseball. Yee. wasn't the best weekend for us. No, it's our first home series loss. Well, I mean, since North Carolina State last year, but I mean, it's the first conference home series loss in a while, in a, in a good bit, probably a few years. But it, it it's going to happen eventually. But what what's crazy is you know we're obviously timely hitting. You get shut out on Sunday, um, so you're obviously still not hitting the ball like you want. We're ranked, I believe, number seven. So you're going to be in the College World Series. You're going to host a regional. Now, whether you host a Super Regional or not, who knows? Yeah. You need you need a good showing this weekend against Alabama. But we're ranked number seven, and we don't feel good about it. Yeah. That's how spoiled we are as Arkansas baseball fans. That's right. We got one of the top three teams in the SEC, number seven in the country, going to host a Super Regional. Odds are you'll probably make Omaha. Mm-hmm. And we don't feel good about it. That's right. We're spoiled. Well, we, 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 once again, it's the same thing we've talked about on here before. So I'm not going to belabor it. We got it. We got to be able to hit with people in scoring position. Um, we just, you know, we had a chance in one of the games I was watching, you know, Turner's up there and hits into a double play. You know, bases loaded, one out, hits into a double. Yeah. I mean, we just, those are the kind of things that, you know, not picking on him because he's not the only one, but we just we just got to have some people come through in those situations. Um, we got some pitchers stepping up. It's just they're not stepping up at the same time. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not, you know, a, a middle reliever will come in after a starter's had a horrible start, you know, and that middle reliever are like, well, at least the middle reliever looked good. Well, we still, but you know, but 
the thing is, if we can put it together, if some of these young pitchers that are, you know, um, Zach Morris's and some of those, if they can put it together toward the end of the season and we can string some good outings together where you got three guys having good outings at the same time and and then we score some runs, you know, this this team can – I mean, it's, it's still a young team in a lot of ways that's, yeah. that's growing. Well, here's the thing. You want to get in the tournament and, and just let the chips fall where they may. And they'll be in the tournament. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, and they're probably going to at least host a regional. I mean, no one had, you know, I mean, North Carolina State had that COVID outbreak last year at the end of mm. uh, at the end of the season. Cost them, cost them the series versus Vandy. And so, you know, and they they were they were the last two seed, really, if you want to think about it, because they had to come to Arkansas. So, you know, and they so you never know what's going to happen. You know, you 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 get to the postseason and, and you never know. You just never know. Another thing that I hate that they do in baseball is they'll do the draft before the World Series is over. So, you know, these kids are already thinking about, well, I wonder how much LA is going to give me. Yeah. And so I hate that they do that. Yeah. So, okay. Um, It's just more of the same at baseball, unfortunately. Now, here's some other Razorback news, Clint. Um, There's there's some more news on the transfer portal. Right. You know, and I expected a little news with football. You know, we, we get a we get a receiver, uh, I forget his name, um Chandler. Is that his name? I, I don't know. He's from he he went to Georgia and then transferred to Toledo. Yeah, Georgia for four years, didn't do a whole lot there. Um, then went to Toledo, had like five hundred something yards receiving, led yeah. them in touchdowns, I think. He's a six five, two hundred pound receiver. Um one thing I really like about this, and I said this before, that I think I really like the fact that Sam Pittman probably knows who he's getting in this kid. Yeah. Because he saw him at Georgia. And he saw him at Georgia when he wasn't putting up numbers. So he must like him as far as locker room guy and a, and a guy that he thinks can contribute. So I like that part of it. I don't know if there's a better evaluator of talent in college football than Sam Pittman. And that's – I'm not saying he's the best coach. I'm not saying he's the best recruiter. I'm not saying any of that. He can evaluate talent. Yeah. You can see that from the offensive lines he's had all these years. He's always had killer offensive lines. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Now, the transfer – News on the basketball fronts, both good and bad news. Uh, and then I really did want to get into this a little bit of deeper dive. How obviously, you know, they're always trying to recruit somebody better than you. Well, first let's talk about what happened and then oh, you, let's go the deeper dive. You go ahead and then then I'll go into my hot okay, take. Because so, I'm going Jim Rome on this. We got we got a transfer from Wichita State, Ricky Council the fourth, and that his name. Yes, uh, he's a versatile guard, six six, can kind of do it yeah. all. Sort he's of. that positionless six six guy that Eric Musselman loves. Yes. Now here's and here's what Clint's gonna lead, gonna lead into. 
immediately after he and I and I said last week uh, I was wrong. I thought he had already committed, but he hadn't committed. Later on in the week, he does commit, and immediately Jackson Robinson enters the transfer portal. Word is that up until Ricky Council, and I'm getting this from like uh, the hoop scoop off drive time. Uh, it follows basketball very closely. <clears throat> Word is that Ricky Council, that until Ricky Council committed, Jackson Robinson was not planning on entering the port. Yeah. So it looks as if he was told or signing someone else. Bye-bye. So go into what you were. Well, and, and yeah, and that's kind of what we were getting at, that, that you know, Jackson Robinson also was a transfer. Mm-hmm. You know, Ricky Council ain't stepped on campus. You don't know what kind of locker room guy he is. There's all these variables that you don't know. But you've got to look a kid in the eye and say, hey, come to my campus. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to help build you as a man and as a basketball player. And then you turn around and tell that same kid, I don't have a spot for you. I'm just saying. Let's let's set this up to the kid you're telling that you don't have a spot for was a top 70 player in the nation last when he came out of high school. Yeah. So this was like, this is a guy we would have been excited about getting as a top recruit, four-star. Yeah, in the Mike Anderson era, we'd have been doing backflips down the street if we got the number 70 player in the country. Because, But it's just one of them things where it just it, – it, I don't like – look, Musselman's a great coach. He's recruited very well. He's obviously got the number one or two recruiting class in the country when you factor – High school kids, number two, you factor everything in, it's one or two with transfers and everything. Yeah, most think once you add in the portals, he's going to be – it's going to be number one. So, but but the thing is, you shouldn't do that at expense of the guys you already have. I mean, you, just, you shouldn't. When you've promised a kid a scholarship and a spot, I mean, you can tell the kid, look, look, I don't know how much you're going to play. These guys come in are probably better than you, but if you want to stay and you want – because if a kid won't stay and work it out, let him. Let him get better. Let him go be a practice player. You know, obviously, you know, you got your guy. You had your guys that you obviously knew were going to transfer. Like, everybody knew KK was going to transfer. Everybody knew Connor Vanover was going to transfer. Hmm. But at some point, you have to have loyalty to your guys. Now, I get it. You're always trying to recruit someone better than you. They're always trying to re- recruit a guy that's better than you. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're like your Michael Jordan or something. But they're always trying to bring in a better player, somebody that's going to take your spot. Mm. That's competition. You know, obviously, Jackson wasn't scared of the competition. He wasn't planning on transferring. And they, you shouldn't give somebody spot away. If someone come in and take it, let them take it. But don't give someone spot away just because I, – I, in this case, and I love Eric Musselman. I hope he's here for a very long time. In this case, I, hope, I think Eric Musselman was wrong. If it's true, and me and you aren't in the locker room, we're not in Eric Musselman's office, so we don't know. If this is true, and I, and I hope it's not, um, 
but it probably is. Uh, let's just be honest. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. This is this is the ugly thing about the transfer portal. You know, there's no there's no look there's no loyalty amongst with the kids anymore. And there's no loyalty with the coaches. I mean, he's basically like, look, I, I found a better player in the portal. Get hit the hit the bricks. And you still don't know what Jalen Williams is going to do. I think everybody thinks he's gone now. Yeah. But well, Clint, I I'll tell you, um, I'm with you. It feels dirty to me. Yeah, I don't I don't feel good about this one at all. I'll tell I'll tell you the other time I felt this feeling. Sure. I felt the same kind of feeling when I would look down and see Bobby Petrino cussing out a quarterback on the sideline or yelling across the field to Les Miles. I was really happy we were winning, but something felt dirty to me. Yeah. Now, at that time, I didn't know about the dirty stuff going on in the background, about him hiring his girlfriend, all that stuff. Okay. Right. And I'm not saying Muslims doing anything that's illegal or anything like that. I'm just saying the fact that we're going to have possibly one returning player, Devo Davis, on this team going into next year. One returning player that we've built a relationship with and the way things are going. Cause here's, what's going to happen, Clint. There's going to be several of these guys. Here, here's what very well could happen. Several of these guys, especially those freshmen, two or three of them could be one and does. Oh, three of them are one and does. I'd be shocked if Anthony black, Jordan Walsh or Nick Smith come back. Exactly. And by the way, also just, FYI, Nick Smith got the number one. Number one recruit in the nation. So, once again, you lose those three, right? You already got some of these guys that are one-year rentals, okay, that are just going to be one-year guys. You got other ones that they may not play much this year if Musselman sticks to his seven or eight man rotation. Okay. So they're going to look for elsewhere because they're feel, they're going to feel like just the truth of the way it is. Why stick around here when I don't feel like, you know, they're going to feel like they should have played more that one year, even with those one and done guys, yeah. they're going to feel like they should have played more. That's the way athletes think. So you're going to end up losing some more. Clint, we could be adding players. We could get to a point where we don't have any players, Harley, that we know and have we've seen growing up like Jalen Williams. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy that's only been there two years. And we feel, we feel like we know Jalen Williams. Yeah, we do. But we're not going to have any guys like that. You know, and unfortunately, that's just the way the future of college basketball is. The, the I mean, I open up Facebook every day. I guarantee you, I could go open up Saturday Down South and I can scroll like within three things. I mean, it's just something about somebody who's transferred into SEC school. 
mm-hmm. whether it be Arkansas, Missouri, yeah. um, you know, Ole Miss. It just, it's just, it's the way it is, and I don't. It's almost like high. It's almost like high school recruiting is a secondary thought anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's important. But I mean, it's like you're gonna get the kid if on camp. You get a guy that's all you already got game tape of them going against college level athletes. Yeah, and you can't. You're, they're they're more of a known factor than a high school kid. So that's a better use of a scholarship. Right. Really, I mean, it's like last year for Arkansas, like the the COVID year, the year we went three and seven September first year. I mean. You could roll in with KJ Jefferson, or you could bring in Felipe Franks, who's an established SEC quarterback. Now, I think it was the right decision bringing. I think KJ learned a lot from Felipe, but that's. But like this year, who was better quarterback for Arkansas, Felipe or KJ? KJ all day long. Yeah, it's like, but but the but the the temptation to bring in a, a Felipe Franks guy. Philippe Frank's top guy is going to be there. I mean, it's going to it's going to be there every year, every every year. Everybody's going to be looking at it to to bring in somebody like that. And I just no. Now another bizarre thing from the college football world or college sports world is you got to you leave it to them kooky guys down in Cali. <laughs> every every. You always see a state legislator passing a bill to make life worse. Hmm. Just leave, just leave it to them. They they'll, they'll mess it up. So I don't. Did you did you read much about it, or did you just read that? I one? did. I researched it a little bit. So since you researched a little bit, and I didn't, I read an article and said tagged you in it. That's the ten of my research. You go ahead. Well, what what's happening is, if you remember in California. They've already done this. The whole reason we have NIL is because California started this, okay? I don't know if, you know, we haven't talked about that much on here, but that's part of the history of NIL is California passed a bill saying that the players needed to be paid for their name, image, and likeness, and the whole country went followed suit, okay? Now there's a bill that is looking like it's going to pass, which amazes me that it's going to pass. I mean, it's still going to get bogged down for a few years in the legal system. I mean, there's going to be. Yeah. No one passes a bill and it just be like, okay, it's the law of the land. Somebody's going to sue somebody who's going to sue somebody who's going to appeal it. This one is going to get, this one's going to get some lawyers coming in from other universities. Right. Because they're going to fight it. Oh, yeah. And I what it says. Any college has to give 50% of their earnings, okay, above and beyond cost of, of their profits, have to use that to pay players, 50%. Now, right now, colleges are not using any of their profits for NIL deals. They're just setting them up with businesses. Set them up with boosters, okay? And those boosters are paying. This is saying that they have to give 50% of anything they make. This is 
including television deals, okay, back to the students. Now, there's some stipulations on that, Clint. Um, they're doing it as an incentive for some of the kids to get their degree. So they're going to get paid, but in order to get paid, they have to finish their degree to get their, to get their pay. So there is, and that's where a lot of people may get behind this because it is going to encourage athletes to actually finish their degree instead of going for a couple of years, dropping out. Uh, they're going to have to, they're going to have to finish their degree to get this extra pay. Now, this is not going to change name, image, and likeness. Okay. So, you know, so-and-so car lot in Little Rock can still sponsor bumper pool or whatever. Yeah. They can still do that and he can still get money there, but to get the university money, they would have to get uh, that. Now, but here's the problem is, is, I'm just like, because USC, somebody said, like, their average football player make 200000 a year. A semester at USC for 12 to 18 hours is sixty-four grand. So they're already getting $128,000 a year for an education that's going to set them up for their future. Mm. I, I'm just, you know, at, at what point they're not paid athletes. Because then, and I'm totally against this, 100%. Now, I'm for all for, you know, kids using their name and just like this. And it's usually you that sounds like the grumpy old man. It's like, I miss it the way it was in the 80s when they had the bowl system and number one and two didn't really play each other. Uh, no, you like the BCS system. I'm just giving you a hard time. But they're already getting all this money. They're getting, they're getting money. They're getting NIL money. And these kids are making a decent living with the NIL. And they're getting free stuff for the NIL. You know, you see, like, KJ, KJ's got something going on with the Invisalign where he's, you know, showing his, his mm -hmm. teeth every week. And, you know, I see Hayden Henry um, in there doing – or Hudson, Hudson. Hudson's in there doing, like, this thing that gives him abs. Yeah. They feel like the thing looks like an octopus on his stomach. And, and he's trying to get sick, him and his girlfriend trying to get six pack abs. So you see that kind of thing. But now, I mean, it, it's basically going to go to the school with the most money is going to be able to say, look, you're going to make $250,000 here. If you go to Arkansas, you're going to make 175. Mm. It just, it, 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 it will eliminate, I think, a competitive balance where the rich will only get richer. Well, it's going to hurt other sports. Because yeah. a lot of that money they make is going towards paying for other sports. Yeah. And they're still going to have to have, look, you're not going to cut out money going to facilities because facilities helps get you recruits. So you can't get rid of the facilities. You can't cut out money going to all those kind of things. So the money is going to be cut from women's soccer, from track and field from gymnastics mm -hmm. from all these sports that don't bring in money they lose money every year even at arkansas where we have great gymnastics program where we have a great track program one of the best ever in track the track loses money 
just to buy all the equipment and have all the facilities we have. They don't make enough money off ticket sales to their events to pay for that. They just don't. Football pays for that. So if you have to take 50% of the football proceeds, a lot of that money is money that's going to go to those other sports. They're going to, they're, those other sports are going to suffer. Yeah. And that's who you're going to punish by doing this. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, you know, you, you got like a school like West Virginia, for example, who geographically makes no sense for the big 12. Yeah. There's none. I mean, how are they going to pay to fly their volleyball team from West Virginia to call it or to Lubbock? Yeah. I mean, there, it just, they, <clears throat> I, I think, I think it's a good, I think, I, I would like to think their heart's in the right place. They want to be sure the kids are getting theirs and they're not getting taken advantage of. I, I think they have a system now with the NIL that, that they're doing that, that, that has helped the kids. The kids should be able to make whatever they want off themselves. They just need they just need regulations so the NIL is above the table and it's regulated somehow. Yeah. That's all it needs to be. It needs to be regulated somehow. Okay. It needs to be uh there needs to be some kind of rules to it. That's all I ask for. I'm with you. I mean, look, schools are making buku's amounts of money. TV stations are making buku's amount of money off these players. Apparel companies are making all kinds of money off of them. But there, but there needs to be some kind of – it can't stay the wild, wild west. No, in the SEC and I think the Big 12 commissioners, there's a couple commissioners that are going to Congress. Mm. If you can get them to agree on anything, good luck, yeah, guys. Good luck, <laughs> um, But, I mean, here's the thing. It, is with the NIL and the transfer portal, tampering is worse than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. Where did you go to college at? OBU. I went to Arkansas Tech. And we both had we I mean I played football, you did it. But here's the thing, we're best friends. And let's say you know like I'm playing center at tech and I'm starting. And you're at OBU. They don't have to coach Murphy don't have to call me. I'm like Travis, you let Clint know we got an opening. Yeah. We can hook it up with the sweet NIL deal that there's a kid from Boston College that said he got offered a hundred grand. They said we can hook you up with a hundred grand NIL deal tomorrow. Yeah, and he's like he he stayed at Boston College, but if you don't think that's happening, oh, it's ha- it's ha- well, co- it college is, coaches have said it's happening. They, they've said there's no way Mike Woods last year just got. I'm gonna transfer to Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm gonna transfer to Oklahoma. He went through spring and everything was the number two receiver, and went to a more more competitive wide receiver room. Yeah, it just it it's happening, y'all. It it is it is happening, yeah. and is the there. If anything, they don't need to be adding more ways to give the kids their money. They need to figure out regulation for what they're doing. What they need to do, Clint, is just hire us. I don't want that responsibility, Bubba. Give us about a million a year. Don't tell anyone what we're doing. Let us go in a office you know, a few hours a day, we'll figure all this out. We got this. We're smart guys. Hey, I've wasted many people's money. I, wasted right, yeah. people's money. I don't care. Yeah. Well, Clint, man, it is uh, another one. 
<laughs> and we're about through, and man, it's just time has flown by. It has. It just time flies when you're having fun, I guess, don't it? Yeah. Well, at least we got through it today. We were actually going to shoot this yesterday, and I walked in my house and like I just got done wrestling, and I and I was telling Travis I looked like I'd done the ice bucket challenge. That's how wet my shirt was. So I was hot. I'm like, I can't wait to go cool off my house, cool down for about 15 minutes, then get on here with Travis. And I walk in, it's like the heat, something happened. The guys come out and looked at the AC, and they the settings got switched where my AC was coming out of my heat pump. Hmm. It was like 86 degrees and just blowing hot air. So I was sitting out of my garage without a shirt on, just like, <laughs> Neighbor Neighbors were throwing up. It was gross. <laughs> well, y'all, seriously, thank you so much for uh, listening and watching or whatever you're doing. Um, we, uh, we're blessed to have you uh, paying attention to us. We are nobodies, but uh, we enjoy being nobodies. So exactly. uh, thank you so much. Um, hope you enjoy it. Uh, respond, like, share. Uh, got questions, you know, we still didn't get it, any responses on our basketball teams last week. No, and I, that's my fault. I didn't post a, I didn't post the thing. Like I said, I was going to, but I'm if you uh, get a chance, go back, listen to last week's and, uh, tell us what my basketball team, I think of whip plants. I just, I, I, I completely disagree, <laughs> but, uh, Clint, man, as always, it's been great. Have a great week. Bye guys. I love y'all. Later. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. gonna change these prayers breaking up hard drive so I can sow the seed in a bread and no exit pain Lord knows I gotta follow his lead that's why I swear when I work my hands get filled